Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Live from our studios in Austin, Texas, this is Drinking Bros Fake News with Ross Patterson, Dan Holloway, Papa G with the traffic, Field reporter, Hot Bob. And Delco Dan with Sports. Welcome to Fake News. Yeah! Welcome to Drinking Bros Fake News, everybody. Giving you the weekend roundup edition of Fake News. Talked about the success of Barbenheimer on this morning's episode. We got a bigger story right now, D'Anthony. Mm. Found my truck. Oh, shit. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me guess. It was uh, not damaged in any way, and everything worked out. Pristine condition, and yeah. they just dropped it off right at the house. So, nice. uh, all good. No, the, uh, the Hayes County Sheriff's Department showed up at my house last night and said, uh, Hey, so good news. We did locate the vehicle. Great. Where at? Well, that's the bad news. It is uh, at the bottom of a river Mm. in Briscoe. Bob, if you could look up Briscoe, Texas. I have not looked up where this is exactly. Uh, It is a complete loss and the car is totaled. Apparently it was used for transporting illegals. Over the border, over and over and over again, and uh, about nine of them uh, spilled out of the back of the truck. Briscoe, like Briscoe County? Yes. That's like near Lubbock. Yeah, this is up way north in the Panhandle. Like kind of between... Lubbock and Amarillo. That's weird. So if there's a river there, Bob, you can uh, we can s- maybe see the river. I mean, there's a bunch of small little waterways. I don't know if that well, river or the the lake that I'm used to. You know, to quote TLC there. Uh, but they did found, find the vehicle, and it's gone. It's it's completely totaled. Uh, but thank you for the the heads up on that. And what did, what was his exact words last night? He said, uh, even if you were to get this car back somehow, this would attract every drug dog in the entire state. Um, well, I kind of want it now. <laughs> Are you saying that there's there's free drugs in the thing? Because I thought it would have been more like Dirty Mike and the boys that turned it into a that's what know, I told him a blacklight disaster. But. I go, hey, was there 14 pounds of semen in the back of this thing? Is it a Dirty, dirty Mike and the boys sitch? He goes, no, it's more of a trafficking sitch. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's not fun. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, God bless uh, all the illegals that came over in that, in that vehicle. Um, proud of you guys. And welcome to America. Not like Biden's going to do anything about it. They also said the guy that was arrested... For whatever reason, admitted uh, in his confession that he had stolen over 4,000 vehicles in the wow. state of Texas alone. If you're going to be great at something, yeah. 
really give it your all, and uh, and he did. I asked the police officers uh, why this guy volunteered the information, and he said, not sure. It's not going to help him out in court any. No, that seems kind of dumb, but, you know, <laughs> some people aren't aren't smart. No. So there you have it, kids. And uh, once again, shout out to Trey Wetzel for getting the whole thing going there. But fun story as long as it happens to uh, me and not someone else because it fucking sucks uh, just time-wise. It's Monday morning, kids. We're going to start it off with the weekend memes here. Uh, what do you got, D'Anthony, to start, it up, start us off on uh, the old Drinking Bros podcast Patreon? Yeah, this first one is like, um, I like I like when people rank things. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting and funny uh, sometimes. And it could also get kind of touchy, I guess, right? And this one is, you know, a little touchy. Okay. I feel like we should watch it. Sure, 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 sure. Let's see this video. We're ranking the best and worst races from around the world and putting them into a tier list. Now, these next two races, I can barely tell apart, so we're just going to lump them together. Don't tell me about they have different histories and cultures. I really don't care. They're the same. The Henry Ford Health Systems 200 and the Vet Mick Company World 200 are the same race. (laughs) They might as well be D tier. We're ranking the uh, best. There we go. Just a little bait and switch. That was to worth start it. Start out. Your that day, was worth you know? it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked got, it. Are you guys saying stuff back there? Yeah, we had a uh, Boosh, our buddy. He actually wrote that for TFM. He said he ranked the races, and it was all like Daytona 500, Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby, and then the punchline was whites was one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bait switch, and then switch again. Yeah. Well, shout out Bush, and yeah. uh, he did a good job with this. That's pretty fucking funny. Congratulations. I, I, I was expecting that to go a different direction. I like a little misdirect. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it in my memes. Well, what do this we got next, next one is, uh, it's what, one of those modern problems require modern solutions kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have to play this and then explain it later for the audio, for the audio listeners because there's no real context. Okay. Yeah. We can play it. For the audio listeners, uh, it was a woman punching a man, the man. Decides whether or not he's going to hit her back uh, with another gentleman as a bystander. Shakes his head no, so he turns himself into a woman and then punches her in the face. And uh, it ends with the cop giving him a thumbs up, like that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, which it is, right? If you identify as that, I think you're you're good to go. With an all Asian cast. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, no diversity, which is well, whatever. Uh, A lot of people have complained. I think Steve Byrne said that the cat or the no, it wasn't Steve Byrne. Um, Damn, who was it? I can't remember now. But some some comedian we know said that. Squid Games had a, a surprising lack of diversity. Squid Games? Yeah. 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 They didn't have any whites in that at no, all, did. I believe. Did they really? The white businessmen at the end, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> this next one it. is, uh, this is a commercial for a weight loss drug from the early 1980s. And I had never seen this before. I didn't know this existed, but it's been making the rounds on social media. So let's check this out. Sure. Overweight and look terrible, but AIDS helped me lose 46 pounds. 
The AIDS diet plan helped me lose 28 pounds. Wow. AIDS helps control your appetite so you lose weight, yet AIDS lets you taste, chew, and enjoy. And the appetite suppressant in AIDS is not a stimulant. AIDS helped me to lose 18 pounds, and it doesn't contain anything to make me nervous. Question, why take diet pills when you can enjoy AIDS? AIDS <laughs> helps you lose weight without making you jittery. I was is that a real commercial from oh, yeah, 1983? Real, yeah. Yeah. Holy is, yeah. shit. That's yeah. great. AYD apostrophe S. Apparently, it was a weight loss drug. Oh, that's weight awesome. loss supplement or something, yeah. Was uh, somebody cooking garlic in here today? Georgia's eating a pizza. Is that what it is? Okay. Um, that's strong. Is it the same? It's the same company, right? Always. Okay. I, look, I accidentally threw out a box, and he was shocked, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I thought it was old, but you this get it every single day. This is the second time I've ordered from this company in four months. I am on strike against them, but I am breaking. You're breaking the strike? He's eating the pizza. Yeah, so you cross your scab. You cross over to the other but side. But it's his own strike, there. though, right? It is. Does that still count as a scab? I don't I, know. Look, uh, how's, how does he sleep with himself at night? Not sure. It's the duality of man. Kind of sitch, mm-hmm. Or you're allowed to go back, you know, like once every few months. Sure. But you can't stay too long or then your friends kind of. Is it Stoney's? Who is I'd, it? I'd rather not say. Okay. <laughs> Why Are you worried that the, the strike that you've broken against yourself, that your, yourself is going to revolt against yourself? I don't want to give them ads. He's going to put a big fucking inflatable rat in his own front yard. <laughs> the pizza's good, but the service is horrible. Yeah, well, that's Austin. You know, uh, you just uh, described all of Austin, unfortunately. Uh, what do we got up next, Anthony? <laughs> uh, this next one is a little, uh, it's actually from Toy Story. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, which nice. is, you know, everybody loves this series of films. So Yeah. I'm a big fan. Go ahead and play it. Oh, wow. You got uh, Buzz and Woody going right into the World Trade Center right there. Holy shit. That's a great one. I like that's that a one. great one. <clears throat> you, you, the last few weeks, we've been getting some good ones here from the listeners. You know, to, uh, I'm pretty sure that most of the time on Sunday night or Monday morning, I have to go look for some memes. Um, but I think all of these were user submissions yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So That's you guys great. are definitely getting better. Since I roasted you last couple of times, I'll give you credit now. Look, any 9-11 meme will always get me to start the day. Yeah. Especially <clears throat> on a Monday. And this one, uh, this is a good way to, to cap it off, I think. Um, this is essentially just if Disney made a movie about Anne Frank. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, stop it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're headed there. So the for the audio listeners, it's just uh, Anne Frank starring Lizzo as Anne Frank, and she's enormous, by the way, which is not like you don't have to actually do anything there. Yeah. Just poster as is. And then the caption, the the tagline for the movie is, I'm finna hide, yo. <laughs> um, that's it. By the way, before we, we pop into the news here, we did uh, get a book of Lizzo sent into the office. This is Let It Lizzo, 50 Reasons Why Lizzo is Perfection. This is actually an expensive book to make. Um, fuck's the retail price? $34.99. God damn, dude. What is it? That's, yeah, $34.99. Yeah. Um, but this is very – a colorized book like this is very expensive to make. It says here, I hope this can bring more perfection to your lives. Adam and Eve didn't have – her torso available for shipping. No, that's going to be a lot of weights. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would need... If it's to scale. A semi-truck for one of them. So For one of those. Uh, they told me <laughs> anything that requires a shipping container is pickup only. 
This is from Jeffrey Birch, uh, who will be our Drinking Bro of the Week. At the top of the show, we got a listener in the show, a listener in the audience here, who will be on at the end of the program. But, uh, yeah, we're not far off on this Lizzo thing. Uh, the backlash for Snow White has been hilarious. Oh, Peter Dinklage just taking away. Well, the, the midgets have rescheduled. They're coming back uh, August 8th, by the way. Mm. Um, some people have asked in the chats. Nice. Uh, so Lisa, is it Lisa Hart? Liza Hart. Eh, whatever, man. Liza Hart. Yep. Uh, she's coming back August 8th. I want to ask her about this Peter Dinklage thing. Mm-hmm. Is he just cost them a lot of fucking jobs, dude? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the same Seven. shit. It's like this um, <clears throat> this idea that that historical representation should be, you know, kind of banned or moved from history, and it's just erasing people. Yeah. Like, there's no Mrs. Butterworth anymore. No, it's no. just It's just a blank bottle. Listen, he's pulling his step stool up with him, so he has the only dwarf jobs. I get That's what it feels like, dude. And if I'm everybody else, I'm pretty pissed off about it, so. No, I respect what he's doing, because no other dwarf has his range. And I feel not like true. they're not really committed to the art like he is. What do you mean, from three-point? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was a good shooter. That's all he's got. Amazing skills. That's all he's got is a three. No crossover. Too. The lateral movement's probably not great. Do, do you enjoy... You, so you loved him in Game of Thrones and all that stuff? Loved him in 30 yeah. Rock. I love Peter Dinklage in almost anything Peter Dinklage is in. Pretty much everything, yeah. Okay. Separate um, the art from the artist. Yeah, yeah, obviously. There's some things where I feel like he was forced into. Where it was just like, oh, all right. I, I guess you kind of needed that. The last episode of Game of Thrones. Who has uh, a better story than Bran the Broken? <laughs> uh, literally everyone. People were so pissed off about that. <laughs> there was one that I watched where he's a Russian mobster. Whole fucking movie's amazing. I just couldn't believe that Peter Dinklage was a Russian mobster who was breaking kneecaps on his own. Didn't make any fucking sense to me. Anywho, uh, top story of the weekend here. Cocaine sharks. Sharks lurking off of Florida's coast, maybe eating bundles of cocaine dumped in the ocean by U.S.-bound drug smugglers. Scientists want to find out. Uh, With the massive amounts of drugs washing up on beaches, why are they never there when we're there? I don't know, man. It's happened a bunch of times, though. We're going to Florida for like an extended period of time at the end of August, so let's let's pray for the best that we get some of these. I think we'd need to hire somebody and have them fly a drone over there the coastline all the time yeah just looking for bales of cocaine That's out there. all we need dude um they're being pulled out of the ocean by authorities each year marine biologist tom hurd wanted to investigate whether or not sharks had ingested cocaine as part of a new tv series cocaine sharks which will premiere during discovery channel's beloved shark week uh next week is it this week or next week i think it's this week yeah i think the it started i believe last night yeah. was the beginning of yeah, shark right. week <clears throat> and uh, in the program heard in the university of florida environmental scientist tracy finara conduct a number of experiments on sharks off the florida keys where fishermen have reported uh reportedly told tales about drug addicted fish um the deeper story here is the way that chemicals Uh, pharmaceuticals and illicit drugs are entering our waterways entering our oceans and what effect uh, they then could have on those delicate ocean ecosystems he said yeah dude are they on coke or not well so they dove underwater and noticed some sharks were acting strangely by the way this is the same is this real yeah, yeah. Real, this, this is real news, not fake news. This okay. is real news. So this is how we, uh, how human beings originally discovered coffee as well. Some goat herders, I think in Yemen, noticed goats eating this plant and then just 
getting erratic and freaked out and shit. Um, it's because of the caffeine, right? And then just shitting themselves. Yeah, so yep. they, they started fucking around with it, and coffee got developed over time. Um, <clears throat> so they go underwater, see these sharks acting strangely. A hammerhead shark, one that typically shies away from humans, just darted right at them and appeared to be sw- swimming, like in a like getting a DUI underwater, basically. Really? Like just all crazy. Okay. Um, at 60 feet below the surface, a sandbar shark was seen swimming in tight circles, appearing to be fixated on an object that was not there. Uh, so just hallucinating sharks on cocaine. Next, they tested how sharks reacted to packages they dropped in the water, which were similar in size and shape to cocaine bales. So in the experiment, they placed fake bales of cocaine next to dummy swans and were shocked to watch sharks head directly for the bales and take bites out of them, um, which is not typical shark behavior. Yeah. Um, so not only are they addicted to cocaine but they know what it looks like and they'll just swim up and take a bite out of that goddamn thing which you know to be fair it's not like they're going to carve out lines or anything they gotta gotta get it in their body somehow yeah you can't really do Um, that but i respect it one shark actually grabbed a bale and ran away with it you're kidding like he he swam by got grabbed in his mouth turned around and fucking swam the like quickly in the other direction away from the rest um so then they attempted to ethically recreate ethically recreate the physical rush of cocaine with a highly concentrated ball of fish powder that triggers a massive dopamine response from sharks. The sharks can be seen going fucking absolutely wild after they eat this no stuff. No shit. Um, let's see. He says, I think we have got a potential scenario where it, it, what it, of what it may look like if you gave sharks cocaine. Uh, we gave them what I think is the next best thing. It set their brains uh, aflame. Um, for the final experiment, they dropped imitation bales of cocaine from an airplane to simulate how the drugs might actually get into the ecosystem and then multiple sharks uh made a beeline for the fix like they uh, dropped a bale of cocaine you know the stories you hear of uh people getting attacked by sharks it isn't you, you don't hear about they're in the water and all of a sudden the sharks is coming right for them usually the sharks will circle yep. prey and stuff like that they're not doing this with the bales of cocaine they're going they're just going right for it Right, right into it, which is atypical behavior. So, is it though? I mean, look if if you had it and you were all jacked mm-hmm. up on it underwater and you knew about it, over time, wouldn't you crave it and wouldn't you want to hide it from everybody else? Because it's exactly what humans do with sure, cocaine. Yeah, but they don't do that with with typical food, right? So you you've seen these shark attacks where they attack fishing vessels or actual people that are floating around and shit. They circle around it first, uh-huh. and then they just eat it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and usually right there, it's not like an alligator who rolls it and then takes it somewhere else and eats it later. It's like a shark fucking takes bites out of you right there. So I don't know, man. Uh, Heard said that the experiments don't necessarily prove that there are drug-addicted addic- drug sharks consuming cocaine off Florida's uh, coast, but he's clearly wrong. Like, they're clearly... It's, just seeing the thing mm-hmm. makes them... Uh, start performing aberrant behavior that's usually a good sign that something's going on yeah man yeah uh, i i part of me wants to see this like if we could go out there and get in the cages um like shark week you know mm-hmm. when you they, they drop you down there and then we were able to just from behind the bars dump a bunch of cocaine in front of the shark's faces mm-hmm. to kind of see their reaction that would be real goddamn fun um, i think now, it would have to be bricks or something right because if it's powder it's just going to Right, go right, into the right. water, so it'd have to be bricks, but small bricks yeah. of it, right? So it's kind of chopped up uh, between the bars, but it's also one of those things where it's like the Titanic sub. If you died doing something like that, the whole world would be like, "Well, way to go, you fucking moron!" Yeah, 
<clears throat> when is this show, Bob? When's it airing? I'll I'll tape it. Yeah, look up Cocaine Sharks. Um, yeah, and to be honest, this is to me this is good news because I thought that all the cocaine that was getting lost in the ocean was going to waste. Mm-hmm. Turns it's out it's not. At least not. somebody's having a good time out there. Yeah, and that's what honest. that's all I care about. And I too. think it's like if you think of, about the way that that that. Democratic politicians have used the welfare system to keep certain groups of people on the tit and, mm-hmm. and maintain their vote. I think we could actually improve human shark relations with this. I agree. Right? Just yeah. keep feeding them cocaine and be like, hey, as long as you don't. And over time, it's, this is how wolves turn into dogs. Over time, the ones that are nicer to human beings like get to breed more because they're getting more stuff. So we give them food and cocaine. Yep. That's the way to do it. And we'll I think solve if you, the shark it, if you do it far enough uh, off the coast, then you don't you won't have any more shark attacks. Yeah. We can we can we can fix this shark problem permanently. Mm-hmm. July twenty sixth. July twenty sixth. So Wednesday. Oh, so Wednesday night. Nice. All right, I'm in. I'm in, uh, and I'm well aware of taping it, DVRing it, and all that other shit. I think YouTube is calling it just put it in your library now. So I whatever you're doing at home with the things is what I'm going to do with this. I'm all in on on cocaine sharks. I love Shark Week. It's always a, a reminder at the towards the end of the summer that, that college football and NFL is almost here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. At least there's something to throw on in the background until we get kicked off here. So Don't they usually – there's usually like one celebrity who's the Shark Week. Yeah, it's host. Jason Momoa this year. Oh, okay. That's the perfect he's, one. He's Aquaman. He's Aquaman. Yeah. So, uh, plus, I, I bet you he does some crazy shit in the cages. They've had some good ones over the years. I think Shaq did it one year. I, I know the cast of Jackass did it one year. Uh, they've had some good ones. It's still fun. I still enjoy Shark Week, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter about the strikes. So Writers Guild yeah. and uh, and actors and all that shit doesn't matter. Shark Week goes on. Well, until the sharks unionize, which right. could be we could be getting close. You know, we don't know. We're not I, real sure. Yeah, I, I usually I'm not a union buster, but I think that one we need to probably keep an eye on. <laughs> uh, next up from uh, Cocaine Sharks to Shark Tank. Uh, there has been a restraining order issued uh, from one of the the judges of Shark Tank, uh, Shark Tank star and celebrity investor uh, Damon John. Who shit? What was it? Fubu? Bob? Wasn't that Fubu? His? Uh, I believe Fubu was his uh, yep, his Damon biggest John. yeah uh, his biggest success. There has been granted a temporary restraining order against three former contestants he went into business with via the show after they repeatedly savaged him on social media about the alleged nightmare experience, court papers say. Under the court, uh, they handed down an order in New Jersey that said uh, an ex-NFL defensive end, Al Bubba Baker, and his wife Sabrina uh, and their daughter Brittany are banned from speaking out publicly about their experience with John in the wake of their 2014 appearance on the ABC reality TV show Shark Tank. The Bakers, uh, who created Bubba Q's boneless baby back ribs, must also delete the disparaging social media posts they made in which they detailed their business relationship with the celebrity investor and accused him of trying to take control of their entity, the ruling states. Uh, all the Bakers' posts are negative, disparaging, uh, or both, and certainly could impact uh, Damon's... And John's or D, what's what's DFVs? Is that the name of his company? I have no idea. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Uh, we'll just go with uh, the Shark Tank dude. 
Uh, that it'll damage his reputation, goodwill, and credibility. Uh, these posts clearly caused reputational harm that John will now have to deal with and counter. The legal action against the Bakers came after the family alleged to the LA Times earlier this year that John and his associates misled them, tried to take their business, and deprive them of profits in the show's aftermath. Um, the Bakers, who appeared on season five of Shark Tank, had accepted an on-air offer from John for a $300,000 investment for 30% of their boneless ribs company. They claim the offer was later revised off-air to hundred grand for a greater stake at 35%. Uh, in a slew of me uh, social media posts, the family took aim at John and accused him in part of being an untrustworthy businessman. All right, so this one, as far as Shark Tank goes, I know a little bit about behind the scenes mm -hmm. here. Uh, so when you go on this show... <sighs> Look, Shark Tank's never been that that honest to begin with. Uh, I believe the first three or four seasons, um, they were going to take 5% of your company no matter what. So mm -hmm. even if you came on the show, they didn't give you a deal and your company failed, they still own 5% of it in perpetuity for as long as your company lasted. And what they said was, uh, this is vital to us because you're getting so much advertising off the show. We want something in return. I always thought that was bullshit, and so mm. did Mark Cuban. So somebody had brought it up, a contestant in social media, and obviously tempers flared. Uh, ABC backed down, and they took that out of the deal. Now, in regards to this one, if you allegedly on air make a claim about your company that is untrue, they are in the fine, fine prints, allowed to go back off air, take either completely rip the deal in yeah. total or mm. renegotiate the deal and quote unquote good faith in this one. You're talking about the financials. So yes. thirty percent for three hundred K is a valuation of a million dollars. So if they if they think um and, and for a for a product like barbecue sauce or something or whatever the product is for a consumable. Uh, like Bob that, has it right here. Let's yeah, pop for, this up. For for a consumable he just, he just product sells like, like McRibs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For okay. a consumable product like that, you're looking at a four and a half to five and a half multiplier on annual revenue or something like that. So you can do the math there and figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. And and no Smart businessman is going to give you more than that unless there's something they know that you don't, right? <clears throat> but the judge said, and I, I haven't looked. I don't. I don't know that the case is necessarily public yet. Now there's going to be a restraining order, so which which is effectively a gag order in this case. So who knows what we'll discover about it moving down the road? But it does seem like that was probably the case. That because the judge said, what did he say? Well, well um, he he said that he could only conclude that the family wasn't do wasn't doing this to try to improve the business. Uh, the lot, the lawsuit, or the the things that they were saying in public, or whatever, right? Like they were just trying to talk shit. Yeah, I, and look, that's why this one's a tricky one for me. Uh, typically, if it's a bad business deal or a business deal gone wrong, you're filing a suit against the business itself. Mm -hmm. This is a defamation case, so I don't really understand why this is in the same category. But as we've seen, if this is in New York, um, which I'm imagining it is, because I think. Him and his, his entities are based out of New York. Um, New York's got fucked up courts right now, man. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody as powerful as him was able to get these social media posts removed and everything else. Because if you notice here in this lawsuit, in this restraining order, there is no countersuit against the Bakers in regards to uh, the business itself or any business dealings between the two of them. And if that was the case and these people were lying about their business, that would be the first thing you mm -hmm. go after. And it doesn't appear that that has happened. 
It just looks like they had a negative experience on Shark Tank and they wanted people to know about it. I don't really get, other than the fact that there's, you know, it's it's a bad look for you and your business, why you would file this suit. Uh, Shark Tank's a fun show to watch. But we've had numerous friends go on that show and it's very, very hit and miss. Like, some have been successful. The others have been like, hey, dude, the, we've heard some horror stories coming out of the back end of this, so... I don't know who's in the right or wrong here, but I remember this show because uh, me and my wife watch this all the time. I don't know. It's exactly like Bob said. These are essentially McRibs. They were doing very well in stores, and they wanted to expand their company. I don't really know what happened after that. I'm assuming they dug into the financials. And look, if you say one thing on air of like, hey, you know, we made a million dollars in sales, mm. and they come back, and it was a, <clears throat> you know a million net or instead of gross or something like that, sure. You could renegotiate and all that stuff, but why nine years later? That's an odd one to me. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think people have a lot of people that start businesses just don't understand how business works. Like they have, they're, they're doing math on a fixed price model, for example, and but in reality, most in most situations, you're on a variable price model, right? Mm-hmm. Which means you, you put all your data into your data sheet. Well, if we sell this much, our profit's going to be this much. Well, that's not really how that works, right? Because uh, costs inflate in some places and they, you know, contract in some places too. So it's maybe it's that they, I don't think considering the time that went by that it was probably, maybe maybe that's what you're saying is true at the beginning Mm -hmm. where they may have misrepresented or just not known what they were doing. Uh, But it seems like they probably had expectations that were unrealistic, to be honest. Maybe uh, the other thing, too, that's wild about Shark Tank is it does very, very well in reruns um, because the, the, the content is evergreen. So you can pop on any of these. Mm. And essentially, you're just learning about a small business, what they're looking for, how much they're making and watching it explode. And the reruns of this show do tremendously well. So the Bubba's, uh, if that's their, their real name or the, the company name, I forget. But uh, the Bubba's in particular, um, this episode, shit, man, has probably run... 40, 50 times, I would say, uh, if not more. So you're still getting publicity from it and everything else. And uh, I'm sure they were probably tired of hearing about, oh, shit, I'm sure you exploded on Shark Tank. And they probably went to social media and they were like, no, that's not really the case. Here's what happened and fuck this guy. But that wouldn't be the first time that that a a contestant has said, fuck Shark Tank. So I don't know the real story. Uh, I would have to dig into their financials, but uh, not willing to do that because I just don't care. It is it is weird though that in uh that a lawsuit like this just regardless of what may or may not have happened that they just can't talk about it at all now on social media or to the media they just right. can't that, that that to me is a bit weird it is honest. um and then also why why you're not filing a lawsuit against their business and yeah. not just for the defamation aspect of it uh because it doesn't appear it doesn't appear as if he's going after any money he just wanted the judge mm. for them to take down the social media posts. Just, he's like, using using the bench to silence people. Yeah, which, you know, uh, maybe that's the easiest way to do it. I don't know, but suing for damages actually would probably have been the better course, you would think, right? Yes. So like if, I, if they're actually doing something to damage your brand, then show the show the damages and then sue for that, and that makes sense. But this just seems like they're using the courts to silence people. Yeah, just from social media, and uh, look, we'd love to do that too. Uh, there's some people we hate on social media that I'd love to silence. No, not me. I, I love could. it. 
<laughs> all of them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not me. There's some people I'd love to get out of there. Chrissy Teigen, can we just silence her? Mm. I mean, you permanently. Can just, you can just ignore her. I do. I like. I, I don't follow her on any platform whatsoever. But uh, then she's silenced for you. Well, the unfortunate part is people will fucking send it to me, and I'm just like, God damn it! If these accounts never existed, I would never have to even get a screenshot of it for Christ. Oh, you sakes. just got to silence those people too. That's the. But it's constant. You know, just block general, general, everybody general, general, until general. you're in a room by yourself. It's pretty much what we're down to. Yeah. That's what we're down to. And uh, we'll get to that story after this one here because uh, Elon Musk might have done that to himself. But next up is the Sugar Brothers, baby. Hunter Biden is back. Uh, well, it's Hunter almost Biden's, like he never left. I uh, know, dude. Because it was just last week. <laughs> it was wild, right? How long ago did he cop a plea in, uh, a plea in that case for drugs and the um, guns what a month maybe i think so four weeks yeah it's not been long so within those four weeks um allegedly the sweetheart deal was that he couldn't do drugs and that he would be on some two-year probation or something like that with drug tests every week uh but then he was doing cocaine at the white house for no. the fourth of july party i'm sure he's just having somebody pee in a cup for him right one would imagine like if you're who who's his po you know what i mean you're not what are you going to say to secret service yeah. you know no, you can't stare at Hunter Biden's cock. Because, Giorgio, when you get these uh, USADA tests done and all that other shit. Uh, well, I've had both. Yeah. So are you pissing in front of them? Yeah. Everyone looks at your dick. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, There's no way anybody's looking at Hunter Biden's dick during this. There's I, no I had way. to pee in a cup a few times. They didn't look at my dick. I'm trying to remember. But I wanted Actually, to. The, fed, the state government just made me go into a stall without a door. Mm. But... The NCAA. Were they looking at your ass cheeks or your cock? Yeah, they're looking at your ass, basically. Okay. But they usually they don't even look, really. I mean, some do No, some they kind of just stand there to make sure you don't like, yeah. have anything else. But the NCAA watched the urine leave your body. Wow, dude. Wow. I, based on all That's of fun. the lawsuits, I feel like the NCAA might have some problems we need to talk about. Well, right? look. We, need to, we may need to send them to therapy or something. I think that's a big 10 issue, you know? Larry Nassar would love to watch it. was <laughs> pants at your ankles, shirt under your chin. Wait, is Northwestern really? Big 10 too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Who's left in the Big well, Ten that doesn't have some so weird, Big like Ten Iowa? Is all sexual shit. No, Iowa had some shit with wrestling, I think. It's always wrestling for some reason. Uh, Big Ten has some shits. Uh, it's wrestling for, because for you're sexual. already 80% of the way there. You're already on your knees with a guy behind you. So right. it's just like you're, you're 80% of the way there. Yes. And then a, something slips in. Something you know slips I mean? in. Inevitably. Uh, and then the SEC is murders. That's um, true, yeah. Big 12, what does Big 12 have? You're, uh, you're about to join that conference. You know, the, the Big 12 boring. had uh, Baylor murders back in the day. Oh, yeah, those were fun. Wait, Oklahoma is moving to the SEC, but they were really cool about covering up um, their players beating the shit out of women on camera. Who, who was That's the... right, a little DV down there in the who, SEC. Who, okay. who was the, the uh, perpetrator in the Baylor murders? Basketball team uh, teammate murdered... Another teammate, fellow yeah. teammate. Yeah. But that, that's like an isolated incident, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baylor is obviously also rape. Yeah, big, heavy, heavy rape there. From heavy that whole incident a couple of years ago. It's because it's a dry campus, man. I mean, when you don't serve booze in your stadium, dude, you're going to rape. I'm just saying you should serve some booze there. Uh, but Hunter Biden's so-called sugar brother lawyer. I love that term. <laughs> Might steal it for a book or something. Uh, Kevin Morris was spotted. Smoking from a bong outside of his Los Angeles home Thursday as the first son, Hunter, a recovering drug addict, wink, uh, paid him a visit. Bomb, do you have a picture of this guy? This is great. So this is the bong pic, but this is what he looks like. 
Oh, man. That's his lawyer? He's just waking and baking, man. <laughs> yeah. It's not just his lawyer. It's This guy's he, a pretty high-powered Matt, lawyer. Matthew McConaughey, Matt and Trey from uh, uh, South Park. Right. Well, those make sense. Yeah, yeah. But if you're trying to hide your clients from drugs, if you're the Biden family, this is probably the last lawyer you hire. Yeah, but he went out. I think I feel like so the, the story here isn't that this... 60-year-old dude is smoking weed on his balcony, right? Correct. In L.A., because nobody cares. Nobody cares. There's nothing wrong or illegal about this. It is kind of bizarre that Hunter's in the living room, and he goes outside to smoke it. But to be honest, if you need to smoke and you got a crackhead in the fucking living room, you may want to walk outside. Yeah, dude. I just My thing is, you know the paparazzi's right there. Oh, yeah. You know everything that's gone on across the world with this fucking dipshit, and you're like, hang on. I know you're probably only going to be here an hour, but I can't wait, dude. I've got to go out and rip a fucking three-foot glass bong off the balcony right in front of the paparazzi before we start our meeting of how I'm going to represent The you. only thing that could make this, I guess, uh, dumber or worse is if just Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong are standing on either side of him, <laughs> like cheering him on, like, rip, rip. That's because it's like, come on, man. This is just silly. And for the record, we still want to party with Hunter Biden. There's actually no one left above. <laughs> like, is there anybody above Hunter Biden? I don't think so. I think there's nobody. Like, he's number one. If we're going to party with somebody, it depends it's on the type of partying. Um, uh, Laser was partying with uh, George Kettle last week. I think that'd probably be pretty fun. Or the Gronks. We haven't made it to the Gronk beach party mm. yet. We'll go to that at some point. But most of the brothers now have families right but that's all stock standard drinking and yeah yeah, yeah. it's like there's nothing there's nothing crazy going on there with those guys but with this you're gonna dabble in crack you're gonna dabble in a three-foot bong here and there and then you're gonna fuck some prostitutes and then pull out a handgun at some point like Mm. you're getting all the things you want in in a (laughs) in a weekend with hunter biden with hunter biden yeah weekend with hunter should be the remake of, of weekend at bernie's and it's just hey Let's keep him alive for three days and just see what fucking happens. Well, it would think, be a great like hangover series. Yeah. I, so the, the, there's an interesting twist in this story. The 60-year-old attorney has reported, reportedly taken on the responsibility of being Hunter's fixer, which this is not how – this is not very Ray Donovan of you. <laughs> you, don't get, you don't get your fucking picture. If, you're, if your uh, client is out on uh, bail for assault or something like that, you don't get filmed by the paparazzi beating the Christ out of somebody. No. That's kind of a bad look. No, uh, but the weird part is <laughs> last year, the guy loaned him $2 million to pay off what? his... So that tax bill, the $2 million tax bill he had, this dude gave him the two mil for it. Which You're is kind kidding. of That's kind of interesting, right? Like, why would, why would that be the case? Why wouldn't he just get it from, you know, like his dad or Ukraine, which is where he gets a lot of his money, apparently, or China. Um... <laughs> So that that part's weird. Uh, And again, this dude is a legit internal L.A. lawyer, right? Like I said, Matt and Trey from South Park. I I know who this is. Yeah, Uh, he's uh, look, he's one of the biggest, and he's got a he's he's got a brother or something. Like um, the the whole family is very powerful. Mm -hmm. So I understand it, just not for Hunter Biden right now. And what the fuck were you? I I mean, mean, yeah, that's a bit of a it's a bit of a PR mistake. But I'll I'll double down on what you said. I don't think, or uh, let me let me yes and that. I don't think just a show or anything like that weekend at Hunter's. I think this is my free consultation for the Biden administration for the mm-hmm. Biden campaign. Excuse me. Um, sell an all inclusive weekend with Hunter. Mm-hmm. 
you can do it every weekend between now and the election. Because Hunter doesn't mind going on prolonged fucking benders, benders, right? Dude. So you, it's like twenty five thousand bucks. We supply the. It's only going to be like a couple of thousand dollars worth of drugs, maybe a nice hotel or something. But you're just like blitzed out for the whole weekend with Hunter Biden. And somebody's on standby, like Secret Service with Narcan, where it's like, hey, dude, if you OD, we got you. I feel like people would probably do that to be honest i think if, if you it, could guarantee that nobody would ever find out about it i think they would do it i think he, he might get more money than that that's uh mbappe deal that's mm. uh circulating right now for that soccer that, player 1.1 billion for for one year i yeah so do you want to break that down for you real quick it'd be, it'd be it close saudi arabia is trying to buy off the best player so in the world basically he has one year left on his psg contract and doesn't want to sign a new contract they can either sell him right now for as much money as they can get or they can lose him next year for yeah. free it's shohei otani Yes. But, yeah. la- but last year instead of this year, basically. It's great. And I think uh, the, the comparison I'm making is with Hunter Biden. Mm. Same way. Is there a guy in the world that is above Hunter Biden that you would rather party with? I can't think of it. I don't think so. Me neither. Me neither. And the other sad part about all of this is before the Trump election and all that other shit, we could have had a blast with this guy on SNL and movies and TV shows and all that other stuff. And it would have been amazing because these stories aren't going away. As a matter of fact, they're just getting worse. Um, this is just the, that's like, oh, this boy. is just an unforced error. It doesn't make any sense. It, but it, the, the mom, I go back to the mom on the Fourth of July, and she's so pissed off that he's just zooted out of his mind. Um, she's so angry about it. Imagine when a week later they just come, the Secret Service comes and just drops off these photos on your desk and said, "Where was Hunter last oh. weekend?" I was like, <laughs> "Well, he was at his lawyer's." Oh, all right, great. That's a positive experience. Oh. No, at least he's not in trouble. No. Well, <laughs> Got some bad news for you. Although, again, this is a perfectly normal and legal activity that's happening right here. It's just kind of a bad look. And it is. Yeah, I, I think as a fixer, you kind of got to know that. I mean, that's bad for his brand. And if the left hadn't gone all in on Trump and that other shit, and, and you know, starting in 2015 onward, we could all look at this and fucking laugh, and mm. no one would be pissed off about this at all. It would just be a hilarious individual who can't stop fucking up his life. We made quite a bit of fun of Roger Clinton back in the day. Sure right? did. Not not Parliament Funkadelic. I mean, Bill Clinton's brother. Yeah. Uh, Bush choking on pretzels. Like, yeah. it all used to be fun. And then the laughter died uh, in 2016, and it's never returned. Otherwise, we could all have a hearty chuckle about Hunter Biden and his fuckery from all over the world. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I like I like this. Mm-hmm. He needs to get a new legal team, though. I like ASAP. Well, Maybe this is just the fixer. I don't think this is his trial lawyer. Oh, it's not. Okay, no, I don't. It's just I don't, the fixer. Yeah, <laughs> the fixer is making his life worse. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's, uh, it's kind of the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing here, bud. I know. Anthony, we got some sponsors that put this show on the air. First and foremost, GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Let's go. Let's go get a new mattress. It's hot as shit out there. Get yourself a cooling mattress and some cooling pillows over at GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. 40% off everything in the entire store. The promo code Drinking Bros at checkout. And when you're getting a mattress, you're getting two free luxury pillows with that. And that's a big boy savings there. Uh, Check out the sheets. They got beds for RVs now, which is nice. Mattresses that come with an RV are dog shit. Get yourself a nice mattress to travel with in your RV over the summer. They got weighted blankets, uh, covers in case you're doing butt stuff. 
or if your kids are eating nachos and popcorn on the bed for Friday night movies, protect the mattress. Uh, They can last you a long time there. Now, if you want to kick things up a notch, try that adjustable base. You're getting 50% off the bundle package, which is the adjustable base and the mattress combined together with the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout over there. And that's that bundle package special, dog. The most popular version is the Split King. Comes with two remote controls instead of one. But all the fun. You can go upsy downsy all aroundsies. And uh, if your lava goes to sleep before or after you, you control your own destiny with that. Fuck them, dude. You can, you can go to bed before them and say, you can stay up all night and watch the new quarterback Netflix doc series if you want, Johnny. I'd go into bed. And you have the option to do that with the Split King version of that. You can just click the remote control down and you're good to go. Now, conversely, if you want to stay up all night and party and do some cocaine while your wife is sleeping, you have the option to do that and watch a bunch of weird shit on Hulu. Do whatever you want. Uh, and at checkout, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credits. So fill up the cart as high as it'll go over there. And just know that, that promo code Drinking Bros at checkout, uh, with all the deals, the 40 and the 50%, is applicable with that. And uh, they're forced to give it to you and stretch it out over three years. Take advantage of it. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros today. Next up, we got Babble. Dot com slash drinking bros. You're going to get 55% off your subscription when you head on over to babble.com slash drinking bros. That's B A B B E L dot com slash drinking bros. This summer, you can start speaking a new language with Babble. Why Babble? Because it works. Ding it. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are just a little more than games at this point. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, and rooted in real-life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Now, These simple sentences like, hey, can you bring me the check? Uh, Can I get a cab? Uh, I'm checking into my hotel. What time is it? Things like that. All of that you can learn, and uh, these will really help if you're trying to get out of town or go to another country, and you just need some some quick uh, sample bites of what to say to people to get around the cities. You're not going in depth uh, with shit on your first couple of tries with this, but that's where Babbel comes in to help you out, where it's like, all right, cool. What are you doing? You're just going there for uh, a week? Great. Here's the the basics. Here's the important ones, and it'll help get you through the city, and you're good to go over there. Uh, Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. Uh, For instance, one study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. I can promise you that's true. Take my word on on it for uh, for this one. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. Now, here's the special. For a limited time, uh, our listeners, uh, to get you started right now, get 55% off with your Babbel subscription, uh, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bros. You're going to get 55% off at babbel.com slash drinking bros, spelled B A B B E L dot com slash drinking bros. 
Some rules and restrictions may apply, but probably not. All right? Next up, we've got HelloFresh. Hello. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50DrinkingBros and use the code 50DrinkingBros for 50% off plus free shipping. It's HelloFresh.com slash 50DrinkingBros and use code 50DrinkingBros for 50% off plus free shipping. If you've had some of these meal plans in your life, dude, uh, HelloFresh is one of the best in the business here. Uh, Why? Because you're getting farm fresh uh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit, okay? Uh, they got a million fucking meals over here. Uh, look, I've had this for years. Uh, we have this about four nights out of the week. Uh, and then I've got some meals here at the office for the afternoon. Hello fresh, uh, just ships it to you right to your house. It comes in, uh, it, it got like ice packs in it. It's super fucking easy. You pop it open. Each recipe takes between 15 and 20 minutes. Um, I, what did I have last night? Pork chops last night. It was fucking delightful. Uh, also had some asparagus with that. And uh, each night can be different, and it really is cheaper than going to the grocery store every single day. I know it's hard to believe, uh, but the ingredients are fresh. And, uh, and I will say this. They're so fresh, you got to use them in like a week. So when, you're, when you do get the meals shipped right to your house, and you're chopping it up and making the recipes and all that stuff, uh, it feels like it came just from the grocery store because it probably did. Um, wherever they're getting their, their recipes from and, and all their stuff, uh, to ship to you. It's the freshest you could possibly get here. Uh, so when you need dinner fast, don't call for delivery. Think HelloFresh. They're fast and fresh recipes. Again, are ready in just 15 minutes. Um, plus, they're about 25% cheaper than takeout. Um, so if you're looking to, to eat well this summer, uh, they've also got uh, calorie smart options and protein smart lunch and dinner options. Uh, plus, they have vegan dinners if you're into that as well. And they'll, they'll help you reach your food goals with flavorful recipes that leave you feeling satisfied. Had them for years, uh, and, uh, and, and I'm not going back. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50DrinkingBros and use the code 50DrinkingBros for 50% off plus free shipping. Uh, that is promo code 50DrinkingBros for 50% off plus free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash 50DrinkingBros. Next up, are they renaming Twitter? And is it going to be X? X going to give it to you. It's going to give it to you. It already is. Is it really? Show it. Put it on screen. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it today. This is just a placeholder logo. It is. Okay. Where? Up here in the top corner. No shit. When did that happen? Last Re- night. Last night? Yeah. Okay. But I for, for now, and we'll see how it develops over time, but for now I kind of feel like it's going to be the same as when a when certain sports stadiums get renamed. And it's like, ah, I'm just going to keep calling it Soldier Twitter, Field yeah, forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think – so you have to come up with the, all the associated vernacular as well, right? So there's Twitter, the, the platform, mm-hmm. but then you – there's the Twitterverse. There's tweeting, sub – all, and all of the ver- versions of that. What's that going to be? Oh, I'm going to go X. Yeah. Somebody uh, sent me an X. Like, nobody's going to say that. I'm staring at the logo right now. I don't mind it. Like, it doesn't... doesn't well, look. the logo is bought on fonts.com where you can purchase it for $30. I like that, too. 
Like, I like all that meta shit. Um, I don't mind. That's, it's, you know, the trend these days. It's fine. Uh, I don't know what the hopes and dreams of this whole new platform is going to be, but we'll get into it now, I guess, because I want to ask you guys. Um, I just watched that speech with that chick late last night. Uh, I was up late writing, but uh, I'll, I, I want to get your take on this. So Twitter owner Elon Musk, if you have not heard, uh, and the chief executive, he brought up on board uh, about a month ago, say the social media network will ditch the bird logo, rebrand the platform with the name X, which is currently uh, changed. Bob, I checked mine because uh, I was on it this morning. So it was still the bird. It is now when I refreshed it, it was uh, it is now the X. So I don't know what time this happens. Um, and they're going to rebrand the entire platform uh, with the name X and move quickly into payments, banking, and commerce. Uh, so the statement says here, powered by AI, X will continue or connect us in ways we're just beginning to imagine. Uh, late Saturday night, Musk indicated he plans to jettison Twitter's blue cartoon bird logo. So what's that going to be? I unclear he he's he made a post last or yesterday morning sometime that said something to the effect of um just challenging people to come up with a good logo or something and people were posting a bunch there was some cool looking stuff in there mm-hmm. um but i i don't know what the long-term plan is this seems it seems kind of impulsive on his part right i'm sure they were talking about it behind the scenes for some amount of time but then he announces it on saturday like hey we're going to change to x and then tomorrow, or yeah, it's yesterday rather, just did it and changed the logo on the site and bought X.com and redirected it to Twitter and stuff like that. It's like, all right, cool. I mean, that's you've you've done that. Now, what's the plan? Now, what's what's the or what's the plan? Yeah. So it says, uh, soon we shall bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually uh, all the birds. Uh, he tweeted out there. Um, X is the future state of unlimited interactivity. Centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunity. The one app to rule them all. There, yeah. Yes. I mean, there's, he's there's no, so, like, well, hang on. They says they're, they're, the, the rest of the statement is there's absolutely no limits to this transformation. X will be the platform that can deliver, well, dot, 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 mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. here. I don't understand any of this. He, he, this is what, so he wants to put Twitter and PayPal and Amazon and make that one thing. That's essentially what he's saying, right? Okay. Uh, I'm with WeChat. Also, he can I just am. rebrand and resell the data he's he's stealing right now. Sure, but uh, so let me ask you guys that's, this. That's less, Look, I, we all know my social media history, and I'm not a, a, a huge fan of it, and I think I stopped with my last app in 2014 or 15 here. Okay, so I'm going to ask you guys for some help on this one. But... It seems like when Facebook went into the marketplace, they did the same thing. They had payments. They had shit for sale like eBay. And you could message people because they owned WhatsApp and everything else. What? And you could also put video up there, long form, and, and all the other shit. They did RSS feeds for a while for podcasts on Facebook. Most of it failed. What's the hopes and dreams with this, and why would this be different than what Facebook has tried to but do over the last? But it didn't fail. Yeah, so didn't Facebook fail, makes yeah. like twenty-five to thirty billion in annual revenue from Facebook Marketplace. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's still one of the largest distributors, or, or sort of the largest user bases and distributors of online ads there is. Like you're buying your it ads is. through Facebook. Like so, like 
what and what I was getting back to is you want one app to rule them all. And WeChat has done like a very good example of this that's been proposed and pushed by the government, making companies accept WeChat for payments, accept WeChat for everything. It's else in China, your, correct? Yeah, and to keep your, your current credit score or your social credit score or whatever. Like it's it's funneled everything there but based on the government. We need to funnel everyone here based on attention. So it's whatever app can keep you on it the longest because mm-hmm. then that has control basically over your life if you're using the app. And then once it has you there, then it allows to siphon and find ways to make money off of you. Like there are tons of ways to make money off of you as long as they can keep you on the app. So if it does yeah. everything <clears throat> for you and it does everything for you very efficiently and well, so if I can send my friend money really easily like I can on Venmo and he, maybe he, it gets to his bank account faster, like that would be one area of an incentive. Um, if you can somehow create more inside the walled garden of itself, you can keep people on it uh, longer. Um, yeah, it just it all kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, pro- the so problem, the doubt, I, but the problem I have with it is, it's all very confusing and, like you said, impulsive. It won't be confusing though. It, it'll be. It, it's. It's. Well, right, right now, it is. It, well, it's confusing to you. No, no, no. I understand the idea and the concept, but yeah. if it's not already built for this, unless there's something behind the scenes that they've been working on for mm-hmm. a long time, what's the point of just announcing it without a grand rollout of all of this immediately? Um, uh, the, the private stock price maybe, right? Cause, cause from time to time, uh, it's not a publicly traded company anymore, but that private stock price does, uh, become an issue from time to time, especially when you're issuing new stock inside of a private company, it works the same as it does in a publicly traded company where, uh, that's a taxable event sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you remember he had to sell like $11 billion worth of his, his, what I think it was Tesla, his Tesla, right? Tesla yeah. a couple, like a year and a half ago to just to pay his tax bill or something like that. So that kind of stuff happens sometimes. Uh, when looking at digital products though, they're also fluid. Like they change, they have updates, like they're constantly becoming something else. So you don't, it's not like a hard good where you need it to be done and polished mm-hmm. and ready for the world. Like sometimes you just need the, the notoriety, you need the marketing, you need the, the, story and the, the problem with twitter is now and has always been that the monetization sucks right yep so i think he's agreeing with that statement waving the white flag on just trying to monetize twitter as is and coming up with new ways to do it which is to say i mean one of the things georgia was talking about uh is called session duration right like how when you go to that website how long do you stay on it and that that is one of the primary numbers like if you were an investor investing in a tech company or if you're a smart investor that's buying stock, or if you're a person that's looking to buy uh, a smaller tech company and fold it into what you're doing, you look at a couple of things, uh, unique subscribers, mm-hmm. you look at uh, total site visits, and you look at site duration. Those are the three primary things that are going on there, right? Because it tells you, like you can't, you can make a subjective analysis based on what you like. Uh, I mean, subjective and definition of how good the quality of the site is, the content of the site, whatever it happens to be, whether the content is just content or whether the product is something else like products and, and, and services and shit, you can make that subjective analysis. But the best way to tell is if actual human beings are going to that site and staying on there and interacting with right. what's happening. Right. So, um, he's, I, I think what he's doing is taking Twitter from, just like a billboard in the office that anybody can come pen a note to, right? And he's turning it into something more like the domain here, like this, a strip mall, but a bigger one that has, uh, I think in, in physical terms, think of something instead of just being 
uh, a town hall where people can go talk to each other and it it's now uh, a shopping mall and restaurants and hotels and shit like that right so he's, he's turning twitter into digital vegas i guess is what he wants to do okay so would users be able to tip one another kind of in the like the youtube format or yeah. the facebook format well right now you can do that already you can subscribe to content you can pay to subscribe to people's content on twitter now okay so the patreon effect so like yeah. the patreon uh, what do you call it like effect i guess but the whatever they do you can do there you can also eventually venmo people money so like if it's your friend and not someone you're trying to tip or send money to as like a thank you you can it payment processing in many different ways yeah and you're, right. you're essentially uh in that 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 business is acting as both the uh the modality of the communication whether it is actual communication or a purchase of some sort right which is generating revenue mm-hmm. um or they're acting as the guarantor of the the transition of funds or products right because regardless like if amazon if somebody's an amazon partner and they send a fucked up product their amazon even though they can technically pass it off to the company that, that originally did it, they're still responsible for that, right? So they're assuming yeah. some level of risk. So the company could just go out of business, and then Amazon's kind of on the hook for that. Um, so in this case, Twitter is acting as a, a middleman guarantor, and every time any transaction happens, they take a little scrape. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm looking at uh, the new X here, I guess we're calling it right now. And, and I'm seeing a, a ton of stuff trending here. So uh, obviously Twitter X is up there, RIP Twitter. Uh, Blue Sky, which is uh, another app that people have talked about. Mm, that's that Twitter clone by yes. Jack Dorsey. And it has not caught on yet. Uh, threads, where a lot of people said, I'm going to Threads and everything else. Uh, users, I, a bunch, I got a ton of users, and then it just dropped off after like, I don't know, 72 mm-hmm. hours or whatever it is. Uh, there was a lot of people complaining of headaches on Threads. I don't really know why. I guess the interface or what it looks like or something like that. Maybe. Or maybe one person posted that and then a bunch of uh, hypochondriacs started repeating it. Uh, who knows? Um, but uh, either way, <laughs> Tumblr's on here. Uh, nobody's going to fucking Tumblr. As long as it stays in this format, I still don't see how you move everybody else to another format like this overnight or, or quickly or easily or anything else. What do you mean, from where to where? Uh, from, let's just take from this to threads. I think, Bob, you, you said you have threads, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay, so are you on it? Would you say, as a consumer, are you on that as much as you are Twitter or vice versa? Uh, I'm definitely on Twitter more still, more, more so because, well, I mean, I have a lot of followers on Twitter also, whereas I only have like 500 on um, threads. But the feed's better, really, because I go to Twitter for info. First and foremost, for Twitter, the feed is better on Twitter. You're saying, yeah, I mean, because okay. in terms of like, I am already following everyone I need to follow. I don't have to refigure it out, and um, that's still where news breaks the quickest. And you know. yeah, so and that's the way I feel about all of this shit. Where if there's a site that blows my mind, and I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do that, then you got to shift everybody over there. Um, everybody bitching about I'm leaving Twitter and everything else. I don't think anybody's really going to leave Twitter. And uh, if he's able to improve it somehow, sure. Because uh, exactly like Bob said, that's why I'm – what you just said is exactly why I'm here, Bob, on Twitter. Uh, it's the fastest news you can get, the trending topics and all that other shit. And all the celebrities that said that they were going to leave ended up coming back and, and posting on Twitter too. So I don't think it's going anywhere, but it is very odd to do this on a Saturday night and be that impulsive and be like, <laughs> well, it's changing to X and, uh, and here you are. Yeah. And we'll figure it out as we go. 
Um, but if it's a private company, I didn't know that. So they took it off the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, it's, he he owns. I mean, I, I don't know that there isn't still some private stock out there. I would imagine there is, but it's not public anymore. Well, then he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fuck it. I guess it, it's good to be king. And uh, and if you're that rich, who cares? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's it's fun for guys like us to talk about. So shit. Uh, next up, sorority consultants. Huh? Is that a real thing? It'd be great if it is. Apparently so. Right. Come on, man. You're from Georgia. Well, let's get into it here. Uh, you need to do it in a way that's appropriate in southern humidity or else you're going to have orange rivers running down your face, said Trisha Attix. Uh, she recommends keeping a rush bag with deodorants. Uh, portable fan, water, and face powder. Yes, dude, Which we're is talking like about Rush. Hilarious that that someone's paying her to tell them that because like great. every fucking girl already knows that. Uh, do they though, Bob? They, it's I, almost as if you need that kind of practical bro, advice that only addicts can give her. Apparently, clients. man. Okay, so let's give her her due here. Uh, this is a Georgia-based sorority consulting firm called It's All Greek to Me. A little on the nose there. Showing up in a doc. <laughs> doc Martens. Yeah. So what? Showing what? showing up to rush a sorority in Doc Martens, um, as one client asked about, might not be putting your best foot forward <laughs> in some sorority circles. That is to say, all sorority. If you show up. Dressed like a goth person, you're probably not getting into a sorority unless it's a goth sorority. Does Why would exist? you do that? No, uh, reminds me of Vicky exist. from The Water Boy, just showing up, <clears> like smoking a cig, and Doc Martens be like, "I'm here for Rush," and threatening to like kill me. people. Yeah. Oh, this is so funny. I've never seen one sorority girl in Doc Martens in my entire life. I, you know, this is the advice she's dishing out. <laughs> I love it. Um, she says, I love it. During Rush, you're not going to be confident if you're wearing them and everybody else is wearing uh, some Esperidils. I don't know what the fuck that is. Is that kind of shoe? Uh, Esperillus? I don't know. I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. But she, 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 this is ridiculous. But she offers a $600 seminar for women and their mothers to learn the basics about getting into a sorority. And then $3,500 buys unlimited access to sorority mentors who advise uh, aspirants through every step there of the process. There we go, dude. She, Apparently, this is she. This is what the article says. She's part of an emergency, emerging industry in recent years that sells tips and emotional support to women who want to avoid missteps that threaten first impressions. Um, they cover such topics as uh, what to wear, how to act, what to say, and the wisdom of scrubbing potentially off-putting social media posts. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you here. It's not bad. It's not a bad idea. Um, this rush shit is so fucking intense, dude, that it's like, yeah, I, I've seen girls not get into houses because of what they were wearing or what they said or what they did or whatever. And then they're pissed off about it and was like, well, didn't you know how to fucking do this in the first place? So yeah. I, I feel like a lot of it can basically explain by uh, the end of that. It's always sunny episode where they're leaving the child beauty pageant and they're like, wait, who won? And they just turn around. They're like, uh, Samantha, I mean, she's the prettiest. So. Yeah. yeah. That's I, what this is all about. Because yeah. if we were running this for fraternities, you know, we could sponsor it with hard AF seltzers and all that shit. Well, that's the thing, I can right? tell you what to do. It's, uh, I feel like this is a, a career opportunity for Delco and Bob. 
right? To go back to college? No, no, no. You don't have to go anywhere. This is all digital. Well, Bob wants to go. You're just creating. You're you're creating digital content to tell people how to get into fraternities. Right? So here, somebody submitted the theory of Bob last week uh, in in one of my DMs, and it was great. Um, the theory of Bob was, uh, and it was based on the porn you were watching with the the college cuckolding. Mm. And it was like Bob. TFM wants to go back to college, wants to relive that life, and therefore that, in, that influences his porn, uh, the women he likes in movies, because they're all kind of sorority-ish. Um, now that is true. And then you want to go back and do this. So if we were able to, to, to send you there and do this, like, what would be your best advice for, for a young man uh, rushing fraternities this fall? I think it's changed. I think the game done changed, Rob. I think it's I'm passed out, us yeah. by. I, I don't know. Me by. I, I don't. <laughs> it hasn't. It hasn't. It has. It's not the same. I would just be like, my only advice would be like, I don't know, man. Don't be weird. Like, what, what do you just go hang out? You don't want to be in a house that nobody's going to like you in any way. Like, sick, I got the best house. Nobody just fucking hates you. Like, but here's, yeah, but here would be my bag. advice. Find out what the houses are, what they specialize in, and then what you need to do to show up at Rush. Like, for example, at Ohio State, there was one that was like they, they were – hyper-focused and dominating all the intramurals. They didn't give a shit about the rest of their parties or anything else. And it was like, eh, they didn't have the best parties, but they won most of the, the championships as far as flag football but here, and you, everything. You want the real is, advice? But the real this advice is, is don't rush. Nah, that's bullshit. No, no, no. Literally be the friend that lingers but never actually rushes. Gross. That's fucking gross, you GDI. I, I hate that. Yeah, so how, do how, I, dude. Get how, him out of here. However. He's off the list. Don't pay. To, to the point here, no one has... Where's the list? Like you start a consultancy and just fucking find out what each frat at each uni major university yep. specializes in, and then fucking sell that information. Correct. Some of this, this is this. I, that's what I'm saying. Someone. I think this is a business. It's a business I for think somebody. This is a business for well, real. If you did business. sororities and fraternities, but based on their colleges, because it's not the same. Like uh, a sorority could be cool at University of Georgia and suck at Ohio State, um, and yeah. vice versa for a fraternity at Mizzou. Could not be popular. It's uh, UCLA, for example. So, yeah, you would need a list from every single school, what they did, what they specialized in, and everything else. And make it like it's it's basically glass door, but for fraternities. Yes. Because right? it has like anonymous, but uh, 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 yeah, anonymous reviews of the fraternity and shit. Mm -hmm. So you can actually, like, they say this, but here's what actually goes on and all this yes. bullshit. That yes. would be fucking dope. That now, the problem is a number of investigations on campus would probably get launched as a result of this. Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah they yeah. like to fucking just, – they're just snorting ketamine every day. <laughs> and that might be a fucking problem. So if you're going to do this, make sure, you know, uh, use it responsibly. Don't, yeah. don't fucking ruin everybody's good time because you're a goddamn asshole. I agree. But, yeah, if, somebody's, if somebody put that list of Ohio State and I just wrote that out for all the, the frats and sororities – It'd be pretty fucking simple, and it would change the way you approach it, and it might even help you avoid some of the ones you don't want to go to. Because, um, like, the first time I, I rolled into the Jewish house, right, and, mm. and had a party there, I was unaware how much fucking cocaine those guys did, and it was the best shit on the planet, and it was a whole game changer to me where I was like, whoa, I don't know if you're going to come out of this alive. Yeah, I mean, you can make fun of the proximity to the entertainment industry for young Jews all you want, but there are some pretty good benefits of that shit. Oh, <laughs> And good bro. cocaine is right at the top of the fucking list. And if, if you're you, looking to get into the entertainment yeah. industry, oh, most yeah. of those guys yeah. probably can be in it. Two of them if, were high up in it, and I was friends with them, and yeah. I was like, hey, dude, this I, I get all your shit. If you can handle, if you can stomach listen, like 80% of their sentences starting with my dad, 
<laughs> then you're fucking you're gonna get just you're gonna have a good time i'll say that yeah dude. you have a good time i think this is a business man i initially i was ready to make fun of this but if you broke down how many i mean how many colleges are in the nation there's a shit ton if you had one app for all of this shit with all of this in place. I mean, there's pretty much two state universities for every state at least, right? right? So yeah. I mean, they used to have it, right? They had the forums like Collegiate ACB. Um, I mean, there was a couple of apps where you could just talk shit. Yik Yak. Okay. I've never, I haven't, I haven't heard, heard of this. There's been yeah. a lot of like sort of unofficial versions of this for sure. Mm, yeah. and, then that, uh, and like Dan alluded to, it does just tend to get you in trouble. Well, oh, yeah. It's hey, that, dude. That, certainly... It's there's investigations inbound. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing we can do about that. But the other side of this is, uh, fuck, man, what was the 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 new one recently? Was it? it Oh, it was the Bama Rush Talk, right? Um, Is anybody prepared for that fucking shit there? Like that shit's next level. Just from seeing it on TikTok last year and stuff, I never saw it. Yeah, it is. You need a consultant for that shit. Well, I mean, so it's it's this might be useful to a school like Bama. Um, ever since Saban got there, uh, but especially in the la- after like five years of Saban, when they like fully became just like God mode, mm, yeah, um, massive out of town enrollment. Oh Mass- yeah, out of state, one hundred percent. A lot of people from Philly, lot, like Chicago, St. Louis. Not only that, but New celebrities. York. Remember when yeah. we had uh, Demilio's dad on the show from TikTok, and and the the girl was going to go to to school there at Bama, like. I mean, dude, that's like, and I get it. You want to go to a school with a great football team that you can root for for years and years and years. So, like, I understand it, man. But it is big business. And, uh, yeah, if you don't get into one of those things, especially one that you like, Mm. you know. Are we giving influencer scholarships yet? Yes, I guarantee you. Really? I guarantee that. Yeah, I guarantee you. You think so? Maybe. They deserve it. Maybe. I mean, look, it's good for the university. Think about how much money you're bringing in from out of state. That out of state tuition is. Uh, so yeah, man, fuck. Yeah, that's a good question. That's this is kind of uh, a weird offshoot of this this conversation. But nil wise, could a university pay one of their players who's already signed up there to to advertise on behalf of the university for enrollment? That that'd probably be a conflict, right? I don't think uh, it would be because I don't think the university can pay them directly. Isn't that a rule? Yes, the university can't pay them directly. So how would that? So it's got to be through outside businesses. What, what about the and the alumni association? No, they the alumni can. The alumni can. The alumni owned businesses mm. that. Yeah. Um, so so they're just like, hey, why are you not making this? This is all just money laundering. And right? I, that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know Texas, uh, their fund I think is called the Burnt Orange Fund, and it's all their boosters, and it's simply to buy football players. Um, and a lot of universities are doing it. So I'm, I'm not Texas fans. I'm not coming down on you. A, a lot, everybody's doing yeah. it. So oh, Purdue, Clemson's they were the first it. ones to get their shit together and do it. Clemson's been say. doing it for a long time. Ipte, I pay thirty a year. They, oh really? That, that's the name. Ipte is the thing. You see those I, I, Ipte fucking stickers on everything. I pay thirty a year. That's what it means. No shit. Yeah. And it's just a general fund that all alumni, not all, but most alumni pay into. Yeah. And now it's being used, obviously, for not this well it used to be used well, to buy like equipment and shit for the players yeah now I, i'm guessing it's not the hilariousness of it though is uh you know we'll just take ohio state obviously because i follow them but um, mark Wahlberg owns a yes the mark Wahlberg, my mackie mac owns a, a car dealership in columbus ohio as he should as i guess i mean the guy's doing everything on this this uh this earth now at this point so is that shocking that he's got car dealerships no um, it's, it just seems weird that he's given out Ford Fiestas to students now. So he just gave out eight cars to like Ohio State's top eight players. Mm-hmm. 
for this upcoming season. But what if you're like like one of the, the shittier players in the team and you just got to stare at the other kids just driving these nice-ass cars and you're like, man, I wasn't one of the eight who got these from, from Marky Mark. Um, it's pretty wild. It may affect the way you like his movies, to be honest. It might. I'd be pretty butthurt about that. Uh, you know what's growing on me is those goddamn shoes of his. I, I, don't I follow know him on social media. What shoes? So he's got a clothing line <clears throat> now called Municipal. I'm not a fan of the designs um, at all. It's called Municipal? Mm-hmm. Um, like, pull, a, like a city government? Yeah, pull it up on uh, online, Bob. And I'll, I'll give him some shine because it it's very, very hard to start a clothing company and, uh, and monetize it. But uh, he's gone all in on it. All right, so the shoes I actually want. I think the shoes are fucking cool. I just don't like the rest of the shit there. Um, it's just this kinda, website is terrible. It, it, it's just kind of generic to me. But I like the shoes. Uh, and they're, they're not out yet. But I saw him wearing them in his fucking Instagram. And I was like, all right, cool. But this motherfucker is really trying to do all of it. Car dealerships, clothing. Uh, fuck, he's got Wahlburgers, yeah. for Christ's sakes. Um, yeah, dude. It wouldn't surprise me if he had a little a little training camp for fraternities. I mean, he probably went to Whoa. Wu-Tang Financial because they said diversify your bonds. So <laughs> They did. Hootie who? Are those the shoes right there? Pop them up. Okay, that's the bottom of them. Do we only get to see the bottom of these shoes? I'm literally only seeing all the pictures on the internet are just the bottom. Uh, of he's shoes. got them on in, when he's standing up. I don't know why he shaved his head. Probably for a movie, but uh, well, actually, not really. There is no movie shooting, so who knows why he shaved his fucking head? Uh, but if you scroll down where you see a full length shot of him, he's always wearing the shoes, so you could see him. That's where I first noticed them, and I was like, all right, shit, I kind of like the shoes. Yeah, that one by the plane. This one. Yep, I like the shoes. I would buy his shoes. Oh, yeah, these are, yeah, that's, I mean, that's those are shoes. dope, dude. So he's fucking doing it, man. It looks like a New Balance Nike crossover, like an Air Max and a 991. Yeah, dude. That's exactly the vibe I got from those fucking it's things. It's like your dad's shoe, but you're a little bit cooler than all the other dads. Well, the soles are, are different, and those are dope, and I like those as well. So he's combining my favorite things about all the shit. He's looking a t- little bit too white power here, though. Uh, with the shaved head? Yeah. Put him up on screen. We'll, we'll let the audience decide here if he should be in American History X. Um, I don't know why he shaved his head. Look at that. You're right, Giorgio. That is... I don't know. He doesn't look bad bald, Very white though. supremacist. People, no, because he's got hair. Some people go bald, and it's like... It's not like Brian Harmon, the guy who just won the British Open, where you're just like, yeesh. You should probably cover up that dome for like He's about good. to ask me to bite a curb. Yeah. <laughs> Give you that smile, dude, as he puts his hands behind his head. Oh, I know the scene, brother. I know the scene you're talking about. Big fan of American history. Bite episode. the curb, new friend. I know, new friend. <laughs> Next up, uh, Israel authoritarianism. Eh, should I give that another go, or what do you think? Let that lie. I think you said it right. All right, good. Good for me today. Uh, I've been all right today. Israel, well, I said that and I'll fuck up the next word. Israeli lawmakers on Monday approved a key portion of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's divisive plan to reshape the country's justice system despite massive protests that have exposed unprecedented fissures in Israeli society. The vote came after a stormy session in which opposition lawmakers chanted, shame, shame, shame. And then stormed out of the chamber. It reflected the determination of Netanyahu and his far-right allies to move ahead with the plan, which has tested the delicate social ties that bind the country, uh, rattled the cohesion of its powerful military, and repeatedly drawn concern from its closest ally, the United States. I don't understand anything about the Israeli government. Um, It's one of those where it's uh, some form of parliament, I believe, Mm. like Britain, 
Because mm-hmm. Netanyahu's been in and out for years, right? Yeah. Or on the verge of being out and then in, and then there's, there's weird votes in the middle of the night. What is this one in reference to? I think this is his third term technically as prime minister because he was prime I minister. I believe so, yes. Back in the day and then up until relatively recently when he got ousted mm-hmm. or charged with some crimes and now he's back again. Um, <clears throat> so this bill overhauls uh, uh, like the entire court system there basically how judges are selected and appointed and who gets the authority to put them there. Um, and it reduces the amount of impact the court has on the legislature. So think of the, think of it this way. Um, it, it, it limits the ability of the minority party, which in a parliamentary system is a big deal. I mean, I guess it's a big deal anywhere, but it limits the ability of the minority party to interfere with who the majority party wants to put on the bench. Mm -hmm. And then it also limits the bench's power to say, well, the majority party passed this law, but it's unconstitutional, for example, right? Um, It's, this is kind of unprecedented, to be honest. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it now. Bob, I don't know if you can pull up some of these photos here, but there's massive protests uh, looks like they're trying to hose down these protesters and shit. Mm. Like, well, it's hot too. It's summer. So. It says Israel's on the brink. Yeah, maybe, and I, maybe they're just trying to keep people cool. Maybe, you know? yeah. like for for real. Like the the photos that I'm looking at, it's hard to determine whether or not that's mm. the case or not. But uh, what's going to happen with this? That I don't know. I mean, it's getting pretty, it's getting pretty hairy over there. So the the technically the bill passed sixty four to zero because all of the other people just walked out of the chamber and didn't even register a vote. Um, presumably quite a bit less than 64 of them because otherwise they would have stayed and voted it down. Um, <clears throat> I think there's going to be a lot of mass protests. And any time, the, the, the second order effect of stuff like this is always really interesting. So 10,000 IDF reservists basically uh, uh, resigned their commissions yesterday after this bill passed, said we're not showing back up, we're done, right? Um, so that's like 10,000 additional troops off the board. Um, so, you know, whenever there's civil unrest amongst the people who are, who generally get along when you're in a tenuous spot, like Israel is vis-a-vis handling, uh, you know, people who live there that aren't necessarily fans of the government at all Mm -hmm. or fans of you as a, as a people, right. Um, a lot of, a lot of security is going to be redirected internally and external threats are going to become a problem there. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see. Um, Hezbollah makes some moves here, to be honest, some terror yeah. attacks and shit like that. So it's going to get kind of rough over there. Hopefully they can get this sorted out in whatever way it gets sorted out. But you, you kind of knew this was going to happen because so many American politicians um, spent the last two weeks saying that we need to maintain our relationship with Israel and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, do we? I, I don't know the answer to that, frankly. I, I, think if, I think if Israel's government is going to become wildly authoritarian maybe we should rethink that whole situation you know what i mean because that's not great it's not great not, not not just not great for the israel palestine shit but just for the citizens of the fucking country you know what i mean yeah but uh and i'll ask you this question because uh, you've spent some time obviously over in the middle east wasn't that our one ally that we could always rely on forever no and, no uh, who who no, is it, israel, over it jordan israel spies on us they fucking subvert us all the time like that government is not uh, they're, they're they're friendly to us than most Middle Eastern countries, yeah, but they're not I wouldn't consider them 
a military ally. I mean, what the fuck did they offer us? We're the ones that gave them the, half of the shit they have. You know what I mean? So, it, so if we, so now that being said, because look, I don't know much about the Middle East. If we just cut them off in general, would it matter? It would matter to them. Because, no, to them, obviously, but yeah. to us. Uh, All I care about is us in this situation. I, I think it would be immoral to cut off our support of them, frankly, because they are surrounded by enemies and they would get fucked up. Or they, maybe not. They fight pretty hard. People tried to invade them before. This, like Egypt tried to come in and take shit over back in the day and, and prop up Arafat to be the leader of a new Palestine, and Israel fucked them up pretty good in six days. It's called the Six Days of War, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Israel fights hard. They've got, a, they've got more advanced equipment than anybody in the region. They also probably have nukes that we gave them. So if, things like, if, if something like this dissolve, uh, uh, denigrated into a fucking hot war fist fight in that area, that would not be good for us, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a strange one that, uh, that popped up here. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll keep an eye on it as, as it goes. I mean, just looking at these photos and shit. Do you have a video of that bomb? Yeah, what is that right one there? out of okay. there getting sprayed down with some shit. And is it because it's hot or are they just trying to get them out of the fucking streets? Uh, that's some yellow shit. Yellow out and there, blue so dye, co- but that's the that's their flag colors, right? Yeah, I don't know. That that looks like a... Looks like everybody's partying. It's like some sort of festival slash fun flirty colors mixed I don't with know. water. I don't water know, color. but it is. Let's see. Where, where was that? Do you know what city it's in? That was... Tel Aviv, maybe? It's that says Jerusalem. So mm. this one, I'm not sure. Well, it's in the 90s there right now, so maybe they just needed a little water. Okay. Yeah, why not? But it does seem, that does look like a truck that you might use to blast people off the street, doesn't it? It does, but, oh, shit, what's this, Bob? What, what, this is fun. This is what I'm talking Holy about. Holy shit. Who's in that fucking car just driving over people? Like a, pa- uh, a Palestinian terrorist, a... Uh, uh, that no that way. might be looking for an opportunity to do something, this is a problem, right? Not not just because people are out protesting, but because there's so much internal security being faced back inward instead of outward. Got another yeah. good one here. Things can Post get that one. Oh, oh shit. shit. Pop yeah. that up, Bob. So that's definitely Damn. not to keep him cool. That's why you subscribe to Patreon. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's more than just to keep cool there, friends. Yeah. You, get bla- you get blasted with a hose off the fucking ledge of that. Whoa, boy. Yeah. His little body just tumbled off. It's there. like one of those games at the state fair. I like it. I'm sure the State Department is trying to get involved and do something here, but to be honest, I'm not sure I'm not sure what can be done, to be honest, right? It's like technically speaking, like in America, if if somebody were to pass but let's say uh, uh, the Republicans had the presidency in both houses of Congress and they passed a bill that said, you know what, we're not going to, or the Democrats, it doesn't matter who, they said, you know what, uh, we, need, we, requ- we now require a supermajority in SCOTUS to overturn something that we pass, mm-hmm. right? Um, which, by the way, I, I think, Bob, maybe, you, I, I don't know that much about constitutional law, but I think if something goes to the Supreme Court and then gets struck down and then it goes back to Congress and Congress votes a super majority. I believe that vetoes SCOTUS, right? Cause then it becomes a constitutional amendment after that. I, and yes. So, yeah. so I, I don't know exactly how that would work, but in this scenario, 
they're taking they're taking one of the checks and balances out of the system and that's typically not a good thing right i mean when has that ever happened and it's been a good thing uh never it's absolutely never so good for them mm. uh, i'm gonna add on one more story here this is breaking news uh a dead body was found in uh on obama's property in martha's vineyard uh, at his estate. Uh, the body was found in a search for a black male paddleboarder, 43, who drowned in a pond on Obama's Martha's Vineyard estates. 911 call was made from the ex-president's uh, $12 million property last night. Uh, the man, 43, disappeared while out in the water with another paddleboarder, and now his body has been found in uh, Edgartown Great Pond. So you can just go paddleboard on Obama's property? Uh, yeah, is that what, what I'm, is, I don't that's understand. what I'm, me neither. Uh, this one makes it seem like it was next to Obama's, man. so maybe it's shared. Uh, they shared a pond? Yeah. That's some rich-ass shit yeah, right and there, then he dude, just like sharing a pond. He, he floated to shore, I guess. Yes, yeah, uh, he vanished on Sunday evening, was out with another paddleboarder, and uh, emergency crews were dispatched to Obama's residence. Witnesses told cops that the man had uh, gone underwater and then briefly reappeared as he struggled to stay afloat before submerging again around 7.45 p.m. there. Uh, weird, man. Well, that sucks. What a weird story. Shit. At least he was, like, it's a black um, man. This is, Pond is doing a lot of weird work here. Pond? Yeah. Yeah, let's see that thing. It looks huge. It says 890 acres. Holy shit. That's like, that's like a section of the fucking Ozarks or yeah, something. Yeah, dude. Right. That's, that's more than a pond. That is, I, don't, I do not understand the term pond here. Me neither. Uh, that's big. Pop up that picture one more time. What the fuck, dude? That's huge. That's uh, it's like the intercoastal in, in, uh, mm. in Wilmington, for Christ's sake. Wow. That's massive. Um, all right. Well, strange story. You paddleboard. What, do you get caught in there? Or what, how, what the fuck happens there? Just couldn't swim? Delco, has that ever happened to you? What do you mean? You ever fallen off the paddleboard into the fucking water? I have not. All right. I have coordination. Oh, wow. So you're, you're calling into questions to me. It's close to me. Boy, no. dude. R.I.P. We don't treat the dead like that on this show, okay? We show respect and admiration. Nah. And you just fucking shit on it. Uh, now's the point of the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week. We would love to see your smiling face in studio, we keep the doors open uh, Monday through Friday here for the live shows, so you can pop on in and do it yourself. Uh, have that gentleman come on up here, and you can sit in D'Anthony D'Anthony Holloway's uh, chair in the meantime while you do. Um, some uh, some friends of mine in Georgia have corrected me on a pronunciation of a city. Huge shock there. And, uh, oh, give me a bush lights. All right, let's do it. It's Monday. Um it is Hiram, Georgia, not... Uh, you said that? Yeah. I was uh, reminded by uh, the distri distributors. And I go, look, the audience has already corrected me. They found it just as hilarious as, uh, as I did. So it's fun. Uh, put that mic about an inch from your face. You can move it up. It's, uh, there you go. Boom. There we go. Awesome. Look at you. How are you, man? Look at you, dude. <laughs> You're in camo. I can't even see the yeah. top of your head because it's, it's camouflage. You had a mustache, and then you brought me a bush light here. Had to. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Tell everybody man. your name. Uh, Tim Blakely. Tim Blakely. Oh, let's go. Shit, I know who you. I, <laughs> I know your name. Yeah. 
It's one of those things where I see it in the chat or I see it on a message board or something yeah. like that. And it's always cool to put a name to the face. Shit, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, man. Fuck yeah, dude. How long have you been listening? Uh, I want to say since late 2018 or early 2019. Oh, hell yeah, uh, dude. I found the show on accident, actually. I was uh, looking for interviews with Tyler Gray. And uh, I came across an interview you and Jared did. I want to say it was when you all were in Wilmington. Oh, no. We were actually in Los Angeles. I remember that interview, man. I remember that show. Yeah. Um, we've done shit. Fake news included and everything else. Uh, over 1,500 episodes of Drinking Bros. Probably put it in the 1,600 range, somewhere in that. And uh, a lot of these I don't remember uh, just simply because there's so many people in and out all the time. That one, man. Uh, Fuck, I did not know Tyler's story. I didn't know him at yes. all during that. And that was one of the most powerful episodes I think we've ever done on this show. Tyler, because we became homies after that, but I was like, holy shit, dude. I was unaware of his story. Yeah, and uh, I was too. I, I just was a fan of the show, and then I was searching for uh, interviews of him, and then I came across this, and I had no clue what the hell this was. And I actually recognized you because I first got introduced to you probably circa 20... Sorry. 2007 i was probably like eight or nine years old my dad came home from the blockbuster with a movie called accepted yeah so there you go <laughs> cheers friends yeah. cheers so it was cool to get introduced to the show and then um i just uh, started watching all the videos on youtube it was when matt and evan were still always on the show and stuff yeah, and then yeah i just yeah. kept watching through covid was when i like every day at work because i worked on a ranch so i just had my airpods in listening 24 7 so that's and now awesome. it's, it's like a religion to me. I listen to it 24-7. So. Well, we hope everybody does. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we love doing it. So it's it's never a chore. And I, shit, you know, we have no end date in sight, by the way. We, we get that question all the time. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I I love doing this every day. So like, I, I don't. there is no end date yeah. for, for well, now. When so. you run out of videos, I'll be at work and I'll just be searching like, damn, I need something to listen to. So I'm always trying to find something. So I listen to rpr this uh yeah software, so, everything we've so. got a bunch of shows across the network and that's why is because yeah. all right we know people are traveling we know people are in the car all the time Shit, when i was in la i was stuck in a car close to three hours a day traveling back traveling. and forth oh, from yeah. my production company uh, until i ended up moving closer to it but i wish i had that then and i was like yeah. fuck man this would have been helpful yeah i uh we're actually me and my wife we just got married about three weeks ago so congratulations yeah. <laughs> is that your drinking bro of the week uh it's pr yeah most likely okay <laughs> but uh most we, likely uh, is there somebody else i've been i've been a fan and i've seen y'all have listeners come onto the show we moved here about two years ago uh we live in frisco right now and i've been wanting to come down and we're moving in like two days i was like if i don't go now i'm never gonna make it so, where are you guys moving to uh moving back home to nebraska no shit yeah okay uh rocco just moved to frisco by the way really yeah I think he just moved in last week. I was uh I was uh, I was talking to Dan before the show. Uh, I was actually down at the border uh in the National Guard right when Rocco came on when he was going to go down and do the, the yeah. whole thing for the border and stuff. So Holy it was pretty shit. Pretty interesting. Yeah, it was a shit show down there, but It's it's gotten even worse, <laughs> right? Everybody who's come it, on who, who works at the border said the same thing. It depends. Where we were at wasn't as bad as the media maybe let on. There was definitely some parts that were a lot worse than Others, where we were at was pretty quiet for the most part, but it was still, the whole time I was there was just wanting to go home because it felt like we didn't need to be there because it wasn't that much happening. And then Title 42 ended and they made it such a big deal. And uh, we had to meet Governor Wheelchair. on the, Oh, uh, shit, you met Wheelchair. On the wheelchair. <laughs> How was that motherfucker? I was, we were, we got to uh, the Austin airport about four in the morning. We were standing on the blacktop just waiting in line. And then 
a car pulled up, somebody pulled the wheelchair out of the trunk, and we're like, oh, shit, here he is. And Was roll out by Ludacris playing? <laughs> that would have been awesome, dude. <laughs> he just rolled Me by and like, shook some hands and then uh, kind of did a press conference deal. And when, I, uh, when they said I was going home, I was like, well, when the hell are we getting on a plane? Because we were in El Paso, and that's like a nine-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah. That's the same distance from me to go back home to Nebraska. I was like, when are we getting on a plane? They're like, you're not going on a plane. You're driving home. And I was like, they're like, yeah, that whole plane thing, that was just a, that was for the governor to no show way. us all off. Yeah. Fucking I mean, wheelchair, dude. I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that shit. I we guess don't, I don't give a shit. Fuck. fuck them, dude. I, look, all these politicians, right or left, if, they, if they're shitty and they suck, like, let's launch them. Let's get them the fuck out of here. Like, I, yeah. I don't really care. Um, so with wheelchair, that's funny, man. I would have, I would have said something different. I would have been like, hey, dude. Do you not respect us enough to stand up and shake my hand? <laughs> you know, that would have been rad. I just Come to on, see the man. look on his face. Just to get one in. Like, if you'd driven that whole distance and he was like, oh, no, you guys are fucking driving back, I would have been like, cool, man. Why don't you respect me enough to stand up and say that to my face? Um, that would have been great. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, look, you know the drill. Who would you like to give the yeah. drink bro of the week to? So, um, might have two. First one is my new wife. Uh, we are moving in a few days, and I've been pretty lazy. I've been working 24-7. Just got done working. And uh, we're leaving in two days, and we still have a shit ton to pack. And uh, sucks, doesn't she it? was going to come down with me, and then she was like, "We got to get the house done." So you go down there, go see the show, have a good time. I'll keep packing the house, and she's just she's awesome. She's always working, grinding. She got her master or her MBA in December from UNT in sports marketing. Nice. And she uh, went to work for the Arlington Renegades XFL team. Oh shit! She was okay. like really good. They won the championship, and then right after she was on her bridal shower, and they called her and said she was laid off. They laid off like sixty marketing people across the league in the XFL. Yeah, is that the Rocks League? It is. I fucking knew it, yeah. dude. They and haven't it, had any it, negative it, press, it, and I'm it like, sucks. It, it was a cool thing. I got going to the game, sitting in the suites, watching it. But it, I don't know. It, How it was the attendance when you were there? So they played in the uh, old Ranger Stadium, Choctaw Stadium in Arlington. Okay, and. uh We've been there. It's it, hot it as was, shit. It was a lot. Uh, they had a lot, but it definitely wasn't what you would want it to be for pro football. Mm-hmm. It was still cool. It was cool to go watch, but watching it almost felt like I was watching arena ball. Like, yeah. just not not up to par with NFL, which I don't think you really can get to. Even can't. It's so strange, It's almost like they it? want to compare it to minor league baseball, Yeah, which you keep you, – it's, it's an intro thing. You're trying to intro the XFL, but minor league's been around forever. And it feeds right into MLB. Right. XFL, not saying it's not good for people to get publicity and go bigger, mm-hmm. but it's, just, it's not the same. No, I mean, it's, it's a different world. And usually it's for guys who used to play in the NFL. Yeah. And then they're in the XFL. And you're like, man, trying to go back to the NFL is yeah, next to impossible absolutely. at that point. Um, that's interesting you say that because I, I follow him on social media, obviously. And uh, he lives on social media. Yeah. His statement was, you know, we learned a lot of tough lessons and I'm determined to make this work and everything else. I said before when it was announced, I was like, this will fail. Mahalo. This will fail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ma- it, 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 was, it was cool to see it for sure because uh, it, it seems like the past two times it's folded. Mm-hmm. And part of that might have been from COVID. And this year they had a successful season. And it was cool to go watch the games, but it was almost like it's still missing something. If it's mm-hmm. going to be this big. I figured, like, yeah. And – my wife being in marketing, you know, she's, she was grinding 24 seven. She's always, if she wasn't working at work, she was at home working nonstop. And it was like for she, the XFL, for the XFL. Yeah, so yeah. in college she worked 
and she went to undergrad at Southern Miss, and she was part of the sports program. Okay. So she was always working. Brett Favre's university. <laughs> there it is. She, uh, she played on that volleyball court? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then in grad school, she's working in class. She worked at Top Golf, and she worked for the university doing marketing, running events, running programs. And then when she got the job for the XFL, she's just always grinding, always working, and making time for my bullshit, I guess. So, like... Every time I'm, I mean, I work 12, 14 hours a day, always working, and yeah. I'd get home, she'd still be working, so I'd be like, what the hell? And then I kind of noticed, like, after college, she had that job, she loved it, and then getting laid off, like, that, I put her in a shitty spot, like, she hates it, but she's working hard, and now, you know, we're moving back home, and she's going to try to get some remote jobs, because Nebraska, I mean, there's not much to do, sports-wise. Are you guys near uh, Cornhuskers? University I, uh, of Nebraska and all that stuff? So I'm close to where I grew up down there, and it, we're about two and a half, three hours away from there. Mm-hmm. And in Nebraska, there's Lincoln and Omaha, and then the rest is cornfields and cows. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, people hit us up all the time. They're like, hey, dude, are, are, when's Hardy F coming to Nebraska? I was like, that is very low on the list. Yeah. Because uh, oh, a couple uh, understandable, major cities. Yeah. yeah. So it's tough. That and the Dakotas. And I was like, the Dakotas are the last, bro. It's out in the middle of nowhere, and if you're not really from there, you don't get it. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. But That's what I heard. As to big stuff, it's, it's hard to, like – and it's the a, football team yeah. might be back this year. Uh, Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got a good coach, so we'll see what Had happens. Had a frosty season last year. <laughs> no, exactly. Jesus Christ. That, uh, crazy. Uh, who's the second one? Um, I'd probably have to give it to my dad. I guess I know it's kind of cheesy, but... Uh, no, not at all. Growing up was definitely not the normal childhood. And uh, not to say anything bad, but like through all the bullshit that I went through, my dad always tried hard, and he raised me right, taught me manners, taught me how to... Even though he could have been better with work-wise, maybe... Uh, he taught me how to work my ass off for everything I did, no matter what, whether I was getting paid $5 an hour, a million, you know, no matter what you do, make your job the best, do the best you can at your job. Yeah. Don't ever fucking quit. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of what I've done. I could have done better. I didn't stay in college long, but, uh, I joined the national guard and I've always worked nonstop. So now we're moving back home and keep working and well, now we're cheers. married. So we'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> you guys having kids and all that other hey. stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Might wait a couple of years. I don't know. All right, we're still young. I mean, look if you're if you're moving back though, it's a good place for kids. I yeah, would imagine, it, it, right? it's just I like Texas a lot, man. But we live in fucking Frisco, and it it's Frisco is shit. beautiful. It's nice. It's bougie. It's got like one of the lowest crime rates. It's just so fucking expensive it's to live. Expensive, yeah. And on top of that, like I had a box of military gear stolen from my fucking truck in Frisco. I had like, my whole truck stolen. Yeah, I know. So it's nice. fucking nuts. And I called the police, made a police report. Turns out when that happened. There was a string of motor vehicle burglaries in Frisco, which is just unheard of. Because like, same here. You, you don't see a single fucking crackhead. Yep. You don't see yep. anything there. And then all of a sudden, boom! And they're That's like, "Exactly what happened?" We'll out try here. to find it, but you know, I was like, "I don't care if you find it. I just want to make sure that I'm fucking covered." Because yeah, <laughs> it's wild. In a gated apartment complex, I it's fucking nuts. But it is nuts. We love we love Texas, but it's gonna be good to get back home, kind of set some roots, and get things going good. So for sure. Well, dude, thanks for coming out today. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Cheers. Uh, thanks for the, the Bush Light. Absolutely. I heard y'all talking about it the other day on the show, and like this is like the number one beer of Nebraska, so I was like, I got to bring it. I got to take it down. Why not? <laughs> I look, I'll, I'll fuck with the Bush Light all day. Absolutely. Um, again, if you're in the Austin area, stop on by the old studio, and you can give out Drinking Bro of the Week. Uh, it's always great to see you guys, and, uh, and if you're at home, Please go to iTunes, rate the show a five-star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. It's just a five-star, and you can walk away. 10,000 reviews, and I'll shut the fuck up forever. 
I can promise you that. Uh, flip on over to Drinking Bros Sports live on YouTube on the Drinking Bros Sports feed. Uh, we will be live there for the Monday morning recap on the Sports Channel over there in about ten minutes, and uh, and we'll see you soon. For Danthony, Danthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is Drinking Bros Fake News. Good night, everyone.